Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our Sermon on the Mount series with Matthew 5, 31 and 32. The topic Jesus addresses here is divorce. Pastor Jim will wrap his arms around what Scripture says about divorce here and elsewhere so that by the end of the week, you'll have a good understanding of God's perspective on marriage and divorce. Here's today's piece of the sermon entitled, Jesus on Divorce. Moses permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning, it has not been this way. So understand, the Pharisees, the main targets of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, the Pharisees misstated the whole issue by phrasing it, why did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? It's never, it's never commanded. All right, third observation here. What about the grounds for divorce? Long ago, I was told of a pastor who uh, had a, um, a man come into his office and say, I, I have to get a divorce. And the pastor said, well, um, do you have grounds? Well, he said, yeah, we have a couple acres up in the mountains. What is, what's that about? He said, no, 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 no. Uh, does she beat you up? No, I always get up earlier than her. Okay, well, does she whine too much? No, pastor, she's a teetotaler. Well, okay, does she give you the third degree? He said, no, she can't. She never finished college. The problem is, pastor, we just don't seem to understand each other, and we can't communicate. All right, that's the lightest that's going to get this morning. There's going to be some heavy stuff. You can take that one and go have fun with it. All right, another one I heard this week, um, just... You know, there is a, there's this election thing I hear that's going to happen pretty soon, and somebody, somebody brought this up, and this is actually kind of pithy. So if this was the days of judges, and you said, we have such a rotten leader, um, who should we vote for, the Philistines or Samson? Okay. Now, the way I can stretch and connect that here is, a lot of times things aren't perfect. And something that God hates can't even happen. Now, what is he going to do with the wreckage left behind after what he hates has been done? All right. What are the grounds, according to Deuteronomy 24? Well, it is indecency. King James says uncleanness. That word literally means shamelessness or nakedness. So it seems to imply some kind of lewd behavior, some kind of uh, moral and ceremonial impurity, but short of the act of adultery. And you would expect that because the penalty for the act of adultery under the law was death. So you would expect people to dabble short of what would bring the, the death penalty. So the Jews went in Jesus' day to great lengths, um, twisting and debating the legitimate grounds for divorce based on the fact that the word indecency is a little bit ambiguous and it isn't spelled out 
in the text. As a matter of fact, some of the rabbis didn't even bother with that word. They went to the phrase, if he finds um, something wrong with her, uh, and the, the other phrase in, that, in Deuteronomy 24. The Septuagint translate that, translates that word in decency as an ugly thing. Well, boy, that clears it up. Um, anything I consider ugly. All right, <coughs> something else to observe about this. In this regulation on divorce... The certificate of divorce was a key feature of it. Apparently, it would be given to guard the reputations of the parties involved. It would be given to clarify a person's standard uh, standing. And since there was a public legal, if you will, recognition of marriage, even in that society, there was a public legal recognition of dissolving a marriage. Now, I really think the primary purpose of this was to protect a divorced person, especially the woman who had been sent away by her husband, to keep her from ending up on the societal trash heap if her husband sent her uh, away, to show that she had a standing, that she could remarry, etc. Here's a sample of a certificate of divorce that has been found among historical documents. I'm sure there were other uh, versions of of this, but uh, this is from the law firm of Moses and Aaron uh, that this was found. Well, probably not. But here's how it goes. On the certain day in the month of such and such, in the year of so and so, from the beginning of the world, according to the common computation in the province of wherever, so it's a legal document, I, blank, of the town of, blank, with entire consent of mine and without any constraint, have divorced, dismissed, and expelled you, blank, daughter of blank. Most people that got married were named, or got divorced were named blank. I didn't know if you knew that. Of the town of blank, who has been my wife hitherto, but now I have dismissed you so as to be free at your own disposal to marry whomsoever you please without hindrance from anyone, from this day forever. You are therefore free for anyone who would marry you. Let this be your bill of divorce from me, a writing of separation and expulsion, according to the law of Moses and Israel. And it had to be signed by two witnesses. It was a legal document stating someone's formerly married status. So here's another observation. Notice that remarriage was assumed in the case of divorce. doesn't mean you have to get remarried any more than it's a command to get divorced. It's not. But what is prevented in Deuteronomy 24, something that you've probably not encountered in your friends and family, going back to spouse number one after a second divorce was prohibited. Why? That was to prevent abusing the regulation of divorce and turning it into legalized wife-swapping or some sort of means for serial adultery enabled by means of easy divorce. Now, this is an important point because there are some people today who read the same Bible that you and I do, who love the Lord as much as we do, who mean well, but there are some people today who completely deny the right to remarry. There are some pastors who will never marry anyone who has ever been divorced. 
and I, I have some friends in that, in that camp. But even here in the Old Testament, under the, under the theocracy of Israel, when, if you will, the standards were stricter, it was assumed that a normal course of events for a divorced person was to remarry. And when they applied that instruction that they had to be a certificate of divorce, it specified that the reason for the certificate is to validate you're free to remarry. And the implication, and so am I. Final observation here, divorce actually dissolved the union. Uh, it, if that were not true, further marriage would always be wrong and would be punishable by death. Now, last time Jesus, uh, we, we saw Jesus talk about it in the terms of, of uh, a fornication, you've committed adultery already in your heart, even if you haven't committed uh, the act yet, and he's going to talk about except for the reason of adultery. What he's saying is, um, if, if you actually really are united to a person and you're living with somebody else, that is an adulterous act and you don't want to do that. But divorce actually did legally dissolve the union. No matter why, the divorce dissolved the union. If that wasn't true, you can't have any for any uh, further marriage. Now, that's important for the same reason as the previous observation. There are some people today who say that not only will I not remarry anyone who has ever been married before, but... God does not recognize any divorce at all. So, marriage is a one-shot, get it right, or you're done. And divorce is an unforgivable sin in the eyes of many. Okay? You, you, there is no possibility to be restored if you have been divorced. So, um, tough luck. But God does recognize divorce, and He always has. We don't want it but he recognizes it. Now, that's really the extent of the Old Testament teaching on divorce. It's used as an illustration in a few other places. There's that comment, of course, in Malachi uh, 2.16. There's never a time that it is blessed or condoned. There are several places that uh, that it is rebuked, but it's even used as an illustration of God divorcing Israel for her unfaithfulness. So divorce is a reality, and there is a regulation. That's the main point. Jesus stepped into human history at a time when, in the culture of the Jewish people, they were adrift in a sea of controversy and inconsistency and hypocrisy on the issue of divorce. Well, that's the letter of the law. Uh, you, You have to give her a certificate of divorce if you're going to divorce her. Now, let's see Jesus' application of that law. Verse 32, he says, But I say to you, that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of unchastity, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, let's make some observations. Number one, the context. Understand, this is not a treatise on the subject of divorce. This is not the definitive theology of divorce. This is two verses. I think it's all one sentence for 
the two verses, and it's in a series of elaborations on the true meaning of the Old Testament law, as opposed to the legalistic... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.